My conversation today is with Travis Lawrence, an artist and Freemason. Travis's creative medium is woodcutting. Woodcut is the oldest form of printmaking and involves preparing, stenciling, and cutting or carving wood to create intricate artistic designs. By this method, Travis has created an absolutely stunning rendition of the major arcana of the tarot, combining his personal artistic style and a noble honoring of the traditional correspondences and key imagery of the cards. I sat down with Travis to talk about his art, inspiration, experience in Freemasonry and Freemasonic symbolism, and much more. I'm Ike Baker, and this is the Arcanum Podcast. So the first thing that I want to say is that I really, really love your your artwork. I and I really love what you've done with the major arcana of your tarot deck. Thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um so what's your esoteric background or just your 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 artistic background in general? Um, I mean, art background, that's, that's like one of those hard things, hard things to answer. I mean, I've been doing art in some form pretty much like since I was a kid. Um, I didn't get into printmaking until, uh, I accidentally took a class in, uh, when I switched back over to be an art major, I took a intro to printmaking class and really had no idea what I was getting into. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of just fell in love with it you know, that was probably 2006 or something like that, maybe. Um, and, uh, yeah, even, even like in and out of school, like I just, just stuck with it and, you know, here I am 2023, you know, still, still at the same medium. So. Yeah. That's amazing. It's, it's wonderful how those, those things just fall into place. Sometimes it's, uh, it's not not planned, but that kind of it just ends up working out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to be a I was going to be a photo major. I went to the art department, signed back up for studio art, and um, I had an intro to photo class and an intro to printmaking class. And I remember I even asked the the admissions lady. I was like, "Well, what's what's printmaking?" And she's just like, "Ah, you make prints." And I was like, "All right." Like <laughs> this is like went with it. And, <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't until I actually like, I got in there and it's just like, oh shit, like this is amazing. Like this is this like takes drawing to like a whole new a whole new level. So. Yeah. That's got kind of how I ended up feeling about um the occult and magic and stuff. I got into it almost completely by accident. So um just sort of fell in. And uh I mean, yeah, I was even very, very, very reticent to do this. I won't get into the details about how or why this whole thing happened, but uh, never on my radar, never a plan to to do any of this stuff. And I kind of feel like I'm the 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 best part about all this stuff is that I get to meet people like you that I probably would not have met, you know, otherwise. Yeah, there there is a lot of overlap, I think, between both that community and the art community, not so much like overlap as in how they, they work together, but just like the similarities, you know, cause they're, they're both definitely working with, uh, you know, like energies outside of just the normal day to day 
So like just the way that it connects and opens up doors, um, you know, I've seen it, I've seen it in both realms to where, I mean, I guess you could say that with anything really, but it, it does seem to be like you're opening yourself up to like just the possibilities. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually I, I want to get into that. We'll get into that a little later. I, um, cause I've, I do, I've done some visual art. I'm not great. Uh, I'm not terrible. It's really a very cathartic Zen for me, much more so than, than even music, which is what I did, uh, somewhat professionally for many years. Um, visual art to me is really where, oh my God, that's an amazing mug. <laughs> is that a bear what's brewing yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing um but what i wanted to talk about first actually was is the was the tarot venture for you a little bit more of an aesthetic thing um or do you do you use it for for certain things i know that some people use it a lot of the common conception is that it's a divination tool which it is but it can be used for uh a lot more than that are, are you do you, are you coming at it from an esoteric interest as well um well so like the the, the type of work that i've been doing for several years you know it's, it's been block printing and it pulls from a lot of just that that look that image uh especially you know older alchemical manuscripts and um similar similar type visuals from that era and just constantly for years people one they would be like oh are these tarot cards and I'm like no, no they're not tarot cards and then the follow-up would be like oh you should do a tarot deck and i was always like no I'm like no no um and it wasn't that i was against it um you know i had um, I had a Mercedes deck and I, the first tarot book that I read was, uh, Jodorowsky's, um, way of the tarot. And you know, let, that, let me tell you that, that that's exactly how I started Marseille deck and Jodorowsky's way of the tarot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And just like, I mean, you know, he's, he's told me like every single, like, speck of those cars is symbolic there's something in there that's symbolic and like i related to that in that sense because I, I work in that that type of realm approach um but i always i always was like no i'm not going to do a tarot deck i'm going to do a tarot deck and you know a lot of it was because i wasn't a, a tarot reader um and I, I if i were to do something like that i wanted to make sure that like i was like truly doing a service to the, the tarot it's like the history um and i wanted to make sure like i knew like the ins and outs of of the cards um there's plenty of decks out there that just kind of like like ah, it's the wolf tarot or something like that uh you know i didn't want to make something like that um i wanted to i wanted to honor that that tradition and um yeah, it just it just kind of hit a point to where it it finally like you know it's like you should do a tarot deck, you should do a tarot deck, and like teasing the idea, teasing the idea, hanging out with a friend that was definitely that was a that was a reader and had done some decks. And I actually I had a dream 
And in that dream was me <clears throat> designing um, the magician. Um, and it was like me just like processing, like, okay, I'm gonna put this here, I'm gonna put this here, I'm gonna make the face like this. And I woke up and like, you know, I wrote it all down. And I was kind of like, okay, like, I guess I'm making a tarot deck. Um, and the, the deck that I've done, it's just, it's just the majors. So it's, it's just the first 22. And for me, the approach was mostly coming at it from the, the fool's journey type perspective, um, that it's a narrative that's happening from, um, you know, one through essentially 20 or the, uh, the world and the, uh, the fool was, you know, the main character, I guess you would say, that is going along this path. Um, so that was, that was my approach rather than making it as like a, um, you know, like a divination tool. Um, a big, a big influence was the, uh, meditations on the tarot. That was, that was like the book that was kind of like the backbone. Um, one, cause it, it, it did use the, the Marseille visuals. Um, but also like, I mean, once I started reading that thing, cause I had, I had a stack of tarot books that I was, that I was using and referencing, but that was like the one that was like, okay, like this is the backbone and all those other ones I can like reference and use is like, okay, like I can approach this card from this angle or I can have this happening in it. Um, but I think it's just, just how rich that book is and just how like impactful it had while reading it. Um, that just became like the primary, the primary tool, the primary reference point. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's, it's the, uh, you know, it's the 22, the, the 22 of the majors. And, uh, right. Yeah. I, I took a look. Um, I, I took a look at, uh, I took a look at some of them and there, there is something kind of vaguely reminiscent of, uh, uh, of the, the Marseille deck, except it's, it's much more expressive. And I, I immediately, the, that was the first thing that popped into my head was because for me, they're, they're instruments. And I think I know exactly who it was that you might've been hanging out with, by the way, <laughs> your, your tarot card friend. But um, for me, they're, they're, uh, they're instruments of, you know, um, they can be used for scrying, meditation, invocations, things like that. Um, and they do change, they do change you, they change your psyche. And I find that really, really interesting that you said that you had a dream about designing the magician and that says something pretty interesting right there on a kind of a subconscious level about the self and um about even even just the transformation initial transformation that takes place just encountering the cards and the way that that is is really activated is because like you say it's highly highly symbolic and it's based on an idea of the archetypal right when when they were constructed we didn't have that word for it but it, it's that idea still existed and the first thing that i that i noticed was that you were respectful of that 
and um that was of of the the minute symbolism they were not altered to the point to just suit whatever creative license um but but you kind of did your own thing through that mold and uh i would use them so <laughs> i there's not a lot of tarot cards that i would use to be honest with you i mean they're, they're doing all sorts of wacky shit out there with them right now but i would definitely use your deck cool i'll uh i'll have to get you get you get you a deck <laughs> and i'll send you i'll send you one that i made but i did with colored pencils so <laughs> cool. yeah it was it was um, fun um i so this was that would have been like early 2020 when that happened and i spent several months in the beginning of 2020 just just reading just reading um taking notes and then i'd sketch out each one and then um, it took me, yeah, I guess it, it took me the first, probably the, let's say the first half of 2020 before I actually like got them onto actual blocks and started carving them. Um, and a lot of it was that was just, you know, I wanted, I wanted to focus on each card, but I also wanted to like have kind of like an overview of all of them before I started really going in and like making them because not only is it like, you know, making each one and giving um, each one it's, it's due, it's, it's due respect, but also how they relate and interact with the other ones. So like there's, there's references in, um, you know, certain ones where, especially if you lay them out the way you can, the way you can lay them out. And I like laying them out to where like in sections of three, you know, three rows. And then you can, you can get, I mean, I think Jodorowsky does this too. And I probably yes. was, a big, um, you know, to where if you had them, you had them certain lined up, there's also like, not only is there a narrative between one and 21, but then there's also like a narrative, um, you know, going like vertically as well. Um, so I wanted that. So I had like all these sketches, uh, like on little like sheets of paper, notebook paper, you know, just laying them out on the floor, and um, and then just like adding to all of them, one at a time, but then also like collectively, and uh, and then I think it was in, I guess it would have been August of 2020 because I I quit my job then which was, you know, not the smartest thing to do in the middle of this like new pandemic that was, that was happening. But I was working in, I was working in, uh, I was doing some tech support for the university and it was just, it was horrible, especially like in that setting because we were also supporting a hospital and uh, it was just driving me like just, I was, I was miserable. And I had all this other stuff that I wanted to do and it just, it didn't serve me. So I was like, all right, you know, like, I'm out, you know, the total, the total fool, you know, like stepping off the cliff. And, um, it was great. Um, but yeah, like once I got rid of that day job, it was, I was just carving like nonstop for like eight, 10 hours a day, like just knocking them out. Um, and then doing the prints and then most of like 
2021 was just figuring out how to get them printed and like made onto um, um, actual, like an actual productive production deck, uh, which that was, that was kind of a headache, but, um, and then I had them, I had them released at the end of 2021. So it was, it was like a two year process doing it. Uh, yeah, that's great. It it's great that you were able to take your time and focus, right? Um, I think a lot of times we get wrapped into these projects, and uh, we don't really have the time for them. It's like, boy, I bit off more than I can chew. So that seems like a little blessing. And you have to, right? You have to play the fool. You have to take that chance. And it, it, you know, it, the really, the really profound stuff is completely. It flies in the face of of i guess common sense you know <laughs> but uh that's that's where the magic happens man um i'm i'm interested to go back to what we were talking about um concerning art especially i i love the fact that you that you referenced dream with the tarot you know and it kind of coming to life in that zone in you know that that particular part of your psyche it wasn't you know a daydream it wasn't something that you were actively doing it was which is exactly what the tarot is supposed to do right it acts on the the subconscious and then through the subconscious to, to the unconscious and then from the unconscious the unconscious is our door to the collective unconscious so um it's it's really cool that you uh that you had that little story about it but i'm curious if you find uh visual art or just art in general to to kind of share that doorway with you know do you think that 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 intuition or dream have any kind of uh i guess a shared um uh causeway through the psyche in the same way that say like you know art and inspiration do uh oh yeah totally this is my my animals every time i get on a zoom call they know and be on my lap the whole time like they love today and now it's like it's like other attention coming so they're here they are yeah my um, my, my dog's laying at my feet right now so <laughs> uh, oh, definitely yeah to answer your question um you know one one of the big influences on me in my early 20s was was carl jung um so like being introduced to him at you know early adulthood where i'm like really just trying to understand you know, the world, the reality and him like providing those words that I was not mature enough yet to really like formalize myself, uh, introducing me to, you know, the, the collective unconscious and archetypes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so dreams or at least just that, that, that other realm totally. Um, and even currently now in like the actual, art making process um, majority of the the visuals that i come up with they they're not really like long thought out ideas um they're they're usually like visuals that just kind of come uh, and oftentimes it's something where i have to like write it down or sketch it out quick or I'm going to forget it the same way, the same way you would with a dream. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's definitely coming from like that similar place. And, uh, even if it's not necessarily like, like dream state, 
Um, I have been, ironically, like, um, especially this year, really focused on, on dreams. Um, I had a pretty intense dream on January 1st, and it was kind of like inspiration to really kind of step into that mind state. Like even now I'm drinking, I've got like mugwort tea. <laughs> so like yes. I mixed it with like, I guess, uh, peach and ginger and then mugwort and kind of mixed together. And sometimes I'll put a in it or something. But um, yeah, I've been drinking that every night. And, um, you know, like, what is this? This is March, beginning of March. And I'd say probably the last two months, I've maybe only not gotten at least a, a snippet some portion of a dream maybe like five times so like that's been and which is kind of rare like before it used to be like once a week maybe or something like that but uh, just kind of like stepping into that like okay gonna remember remember your dreams tonight um i don't think i've gotten any like ideas for art pieces out of it but it's there's definitely been some things worth like all right this is worth chewing on the rest of the day so. yeah I, I do uh, I do some some dream stuff myself quite often as often as I can. Uh, I have some visualization exercises right before and as I'm going to sleep, and they they absolutely absolutely help. But the the problem is that they don't influence the content of the dream. So uh, I end up, you know, like <laughs> dreaming that I I had a cheeseburger or something like that, you know, or like I'm. Uh, I'm like walking around Sesame street or something <laughs> like it's not nothing cool. And like no spiritual breakthroughs. You know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of been the same for me where it's, there's definitely been some really like heavy symbolic dreams, but that's like one out of like five, you know, the rest are just kind of like, uh, it's like either like, it's it's still kind of normal, but it's 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 a, it's a dream, so it's kind of like David Lynch normal, to where it's just yeah. like something <laughs> awkward. Dream logic. But not like yeah, I'm not like getting like like you know some profound revelation or anything like that most of the time. But uh, but there have been some where it's definitely like like oh okay there, there's a message and uh, yeah write that down. Yeah, it's for for when I was starting out in like um. I guess you would call it uh, initiation <clears throat> through the, the various initiatic lineages. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I would have uh, dreams, but you know, once every five nights or, or so once every week, once every two weeks um, where I would, uh, I would really have these very uh, lucid experiences actually one of the things that i was able to do way more often was go lucid in a dream and sort of extract material from my subconscious by by asking the characters to tell me about themselves it was a very interesting process but now it's like maybe like once every two months or something like that i keep a dream journal ne next to my bed and and the thing is that i realized like in that period of time where I was undergoing these crazy experiences, like I am a hundred percent positive looking back at my, my notebooks, like I must've come off as completely insane to everybody that crossed my path. So it's, pro it's probably not a great thing to have them that often all the time, you know? That's, that's a pretty common thing that I hear about. Like, 
Um, like, yeah, I remember even, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Freemason. And I remember when I was initiated, um, some of the more esoteric guys were like, like pay attention to your dreams now. Like, like even like the night of the initiation, they're like, they're like, they do the, the cliche, like, all right, you know, chew on this and then we'll get you later. But, in, but one of them was definitely like, like pay attention to your dreams now, like, especially like the next, the next week. Um, cause yeah, I mean, you, you, you're, you're opening something up there. Yeah. And, uh, That's cool, man. I didn't, I didn't know that you were, uh, that you were a Mason. I was, I was going to ask you if you were a traveling man. It was on one of my, it was on my notepad here. <laughs> so, uh, 2013, I was initiated. So 10, 10 beautiful. years ago. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So, so I guess you are, you are really, you are connected to, to the initiatic, you know, the Western esoteric tradition. Freemasonry is a big part of it. And it's, it's one of those things where I'm sure, you know, you've been a Mason longer than I have, but uh, you know, for people who are listening, it, it's it's always a touchy it's always a touchy subject. Masonry people either are fascinated by it or they immediately think that you worship the devil and control the world. And <laughs> uh, but but it, it, you know, Freemasonry you can go as deep or as shallow as you want in it, and and I think still derive something of equal value because and and that's the interesting thing too for people who are into art and visual art. I mean, that's masonry. Masonry is symbols. Yeah, that that was a big that was a big pull towards it. Um, I mean, yeah, my, my first introduction to to masonry outside of like my grandpa being a Shriner when I was a kid and remembering that, um, but he never talked about it or anything. Uh, really, it was you know conspiracy theories in the early two thousands and like hearing about this secret society that's controlling the world and uh, yeah like just, you know, they worship the devil or something like that and you know being like who the, <laughs> who the hell are these guys and <laughs> it, it probably was through reading like manly palmer hall and um well i guess even i mean before that it was you know i i, I got into um you know, in my early twenties, it was I was definitely influenced by just like I wanted to study, do comparative religious studies in school. Um, I was reading a ton of mythology. I got into Carl Jung. Um, Jung opened me up to Gnosticism and then to alchemy. So, like, I was I was studying in that that realm. And then, of course, you know, whenever you you're in that, you go through your manly manly hall phase, and he's just you know, like masonry, this masonry, that and just like builds them up. as like, this is like the pentacle, the backbone of Western esoterica. And here I'm already, I'm making art that is symbol rich. It's dealing with, with similar ideas. It's the exact same thing that, that, that masonry is doing is, you know, allegories and symbols. And, um, but it was one of those things where like, you know, I, I, I waited a long time to actually like petition and reach out. Um, one, cause it's like, I, I just wasn't, I wasn't sure if like I was cut for it. You know, like I was this poor artist straight out of school, struggling jobs, um, you know, doesn't have his shit together. And well, like, well, what's, this, like, what's prestigious. 
What's really interesting about the language you use right there, not sure if I was cut for it. I mean, Masons, Freemasons will know we all come in as a rough ash there, you know, so <laughs> you, you get cut later on. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it was, it was a huge influence. Like, um, so combining like what I was doing already and then like having kind of like this, this, this formalized system um, that also like opened all these other doors to just rabbit holes of research. Um, you know, it, it definitely was a, a huge blessing for, for me on my, just on just my path. Uh, and I, I definitely was one of those guys that like, once I got in it, you know, like he was just, just in it, you know, like reading every book that I could get my hands on, you know, just going down every rabbit hole. Um, I was fortunate enough to have um, a handful of guys that I met through the lodge that were also into similar, similar topics. Um, you know, so we get together, there, there's like a tavern that was like down the street from the, from the lodge. And, you know, after meetings, we would just go there and just, you know, just drink and talk about, you know, Kabbalah or, or any of these like esoteric rabbit holes. And um yeah, it was fun, you know, like it's that's just enriching. Um, yeah. I went yeah, to this I... and then uh that was just another you know, like university of 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 symbolisms and a huge influence. So, um that was the one I was really kind of aiming to get into. You know, like I I joined Masonry to go into the Scottish Rite, basically. So yeah, that's yeah, that's that's um, that's awesome. I mean, it, it's the camaraderie for me is really uh, the the uh, very very attractive thing about masonry. I I kind of had the opposite thing where where I joined every other es well, I didn't join every other esoteric order. I joined the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, and um, and then I did Martinism. I became a Martinist, uh, and then. I got into Freemasonry, but again, through, you know, Manly Palmer Hall, I really did connect with the egregore, the energy of, of, of Masonry, that living energy that, that exists, uh, um, whether or not you're initiated, I, I think you can tap into it. It's just how deep you can actually get. I think you have to join some sort of initiatic lineage, but, um, and I think having done all that other stuff, uh, you know, what he says is true about masonry. It is the pinnacle. It is the backbone because it's, it's was the arc of transmission because you look at the golden dawn, you look at Ma uh, 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 Martinism, they, they all came out of masonry and the study, the symbols they study are all from masonry, whether it's your appended bodies like York, right. Or, or Scottish, right. All the symbolism, I, I would venture to say that like 90% of the symbolism is, is from some part of, of masonry in, in all of these orders. But uh, I came from a different background. I was a musician. And the interesting thing for me is that that space that you tap into, uh, it's very, very, I know this is a buzzword right now, but it is very liminal. You know, that, that when you're, you're trying to, I guess, use your waking mind to explore the the subconscious, which is, it's not that, that door for most people is closed unless they're asleep. 
Um, and, and with, with artists, and I think everybody can be an artist. We're not going to pat ourselves on the back here. It's not good for us, but the, the, the truth is, you know, everybody can be an artist. It's just, are you gonna, are you gonna carve out the time to become an artist and, 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 and work that, that muscle, which really is learning to tap into the subconscious imagery, you know, in, in your sphere. But I, I mean, that is what being in that state is what drew me, I think, towards things like magic is being in the artistic uh, mindset. But do you do you do any other kind of art? Do you do, uh, you know, music or anything like that? Uh, I don't I don't do music. Um, it's yeah, it's mostly it's mostly visual art. Um, I, I forced myself to learn how to do gouache paintings was a couple winters ago. Um, I moved out of the city of St. Louis in 2019, and uh, I moved into like this little farmhouse out in out in the middle of nowhere, super isolated, which was perfect once 2020 hit because it was just like you know I could just go outside and it, you know the world was fine for me. Um, but it was also I had some pretty pretty rickety windows, and the winters would get really really cold. So instead of like sitting in here, which is basically a living room turned art studio, uh, I just locked myself in my bedroom all winter with a space heater and an easel. And then just started, I was like, all right, I'm going to learn how to gouache paint. I've never used these before. And uh, so, yeah, I guess I, I do some gouache paintings. Uh, I do some, do some photo video, but primarily it's, you know, my focus has been, has been um, the relief woodcut style prints um uh you know, for, for forgive my ignorance what is a gouache painting uh it's it's a it's 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 like a mix of acrylic and watercolor so ah. it's it, even spelling it it's, it's like g-u-a-c-h-e or something like that and that's that's probably wrong a bunch of vowels in there uh yeah it can it can be it can have that like that that thick opacity that um that an acrylic does but if you water it down it, it has that real like fluid transparency that that watercolors can get so it's like this this balancing game um so which is fun but like you definitely like screw up a, a lot in the beginning when you're just trying to trying to learn it but you know i was sitting in my bedroom with a blanket wrapped around me just <laughs> Yeah, there's there's no there's no other way, man. I mean, uh, un unfortunately, unless you're a prodigy, right? I mean, that's that's kind of <laughs> uh, it. It can be a little unfair. Uh, but um, I, I tell people all the time, I suck for the first ten years that I played like the drums. You know, <laughs> it's played guitar. It, it, it if you if if you're getting something out of it and you keep going, you'll get there. You know, it's, it, you just have to be connecting with whatever it is you're doing, but there's this interesting thing that happens where there's this passive phase, at least for me, there's this passive phase where I am, my consciousness is, is absorbing. It's in a state of absorption. And that's usually when I'm like going and looking at art or I'm listening to a new record or doing, you know, just having a nature bath, walking through the woods or, or anything, reading a good book. And then that will inevitably trigger this active state um, where I have all this creative output. 
do you find that 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 there's a similar thing going on with with you uh and if so how do you what's your quarry how do you from where do you source your inspiration um well i guess like the the visuals i kind of spoke on that earlier where you know a lot of times the the visuals just kind of happen um right you know i do spend a lot of time reading um so so it is there is that that i'm also like feeding my unconscious too is is just the you know just the 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 research and the the books that i'm reading and all that Mm -hmm. um a lot of times yeah it's just you know, it's, it's the, I could be doing a mundane task and then just like something just like pops in my head. Um, I've always got like a, like one of these like little moleskin notebooks on me at all, all times and just keep it in my back pocket mm-hmm. and a, on a pen. So as something comes, I just have to like write it down, doodle it out real quick. And the, you know, probably a few pieces behind me happen while I'm just like driving my car or something like that and mm-hmm. i'm trying to like do all this like real sloppy sketch of, and then like write down some words so. <laughs> uh, are you into uh are you are you into film because i know like not a lot of people know who alejandro yodorowsky is so that because that's how i found out about his tarot book I, I you know i watched like el topo and the holy mountain um so is are you into film are you into like surrealism um I don't want to say I don't want to say yeah uh, because I, I have friends that would like say no you're not because I don't know half the stuff that they talk about um, and I really I don't watch a lot of film anymore I don't really watch anything um, I did want to go to school for for film at one point when I was bouncing around trying to figure things out um, you know I was doing a lot of doing a lot of photography. And um, music, you know, was it making music, but just music itself was extremely uh, just inspirational for me in my early 20s. And just the, the, the visual narratives that would come just listening to music. It was like I, like I wanted to make music videos because that was like a, still a thing really back in the day. Um, because I could just like put on a song and close my eyes and just like create something with with uh you know whatever song it was i remember it was one of the blonde redhead albums that was kind of like the one that really inspired me like you should study film because i created a music video for every single track on that album and it's just like cool i'm gonna go study experimental film i went up to chicago to columbia and did a tour and basically they told me like all right you're gonna you're gonna come here you're going to get a degree. You're going to be a hundred thousand dollars in debt. You're going to move to LA. You're going to, if you're lucky, you're going to be holding a boom mic and um, you're going to be serving tables. <laughs> so it's like, well, all right, I probably shouldn't do that, but I still end up going to school for like an art degree. So I'm still like in debt from that. But, um, but yeah, no, like, so um, as for answering your, your question, um, Yodorowsky was the reason I got the, the Marseille deck. Uh, it was because of the Holy Mountain. Um, 
I was introduced to him through El Topo originally. Um, I had a friend suggest that. I think it was like, because it was like Marilyn Manson's favorite movie or something like that. Um, <laughs> and then from, <laughs> um, then I found, then it was uh, the Holy Mountain. And then that like, just like blew my mind. Like I would watch that like all the time. Um, so it was, it was more of Jodorowsky's style of film and his, his symbol usage and just what he, what he dealt with. Um, and then, yeah, the, the tarot aspect of the Holy Mountain. Um, and then that was enough to be like, okay, I'm going to buy his book. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, um, I always drew a lot of inspiration from film. And I, I, I used to tell people that I kicked myself in the ass for not going to film school, but now, now I end it with the better. <laughs> but um, for me, surrealism in film, um, it tends to have more of uh, an inspirational quality because everything is symbolic and it's not, okay, this is what the scene is. It's, it's, everything's very suggestive, you know? Um, and uh, I was really into Jodorowsky for a little while. And then I got into uh, Kenneth Anger's films and they, they, I, I'm not a huge fan anymore. Um, just because that, that whole scene kind of creeps me out. Like those, that group of people, but uh it, it, I got a very visceral feeling from his movies where like I'd, I'd be done with it and, and I'd have like this knot in the pit of my stomach that would like stay with me for, for days. And um, yeah. And actually I would have some weird dreams after watching uh, like that stuff or like any uh, Jim Jarmusch's movie, uh, you know, the limits of control and all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that's, that's kind of why that's kind of where I was going with that question. I was curious as to whether or not you had been steeped in, in film, because a lot of, I think, visual and, and artists that work in sound, uh, we do, we do draw a, a lot from film because film has everything, right? It has pictures, it has music, it has, it's just, it, it's the penultimate kind of storytelling medium, uh, unfortunately it's just used to peddle bullshit now, but I think it, it can be, you know, it can be a supreme kind of delivery method. Yeah. Um, in my, in my twenties, yeah, I was, I was definitely watching, watching more films, uh, and that, that had the influence on me, but nowadays, um, no, not, not really. Like I don't. I don't watch a lot of movies. I don't, you know, it's, I don't even have like a subscription to Netflix or anything like that. Like, um, yeah. And when I'm, when I'm working on stuff, if I, if, if I am watching something, it's, I'm, you know, it's, it's on like my iPad and I'm carving and I'm not like fully watching it. Like it's just kind of there. Uh, rarely do I like sit down and watch, watch a movie or a show or anything. Um, yeah the music or i have like a podcast on or something like that. yeah i feel like i feel like podcasts have definitely taken over that kind of idle space not many people have the free time anymore to like just and 
immerse themselves in a movie. Um, I feel like a lot of us are just working all the time or commuting all the time. So, yeah, I mean, it's probably for the best. But um, are you so you've done masonry, you've done a a set of of tarot trumps. Uh, you've now done this very strange podcast that <laughs> with me. Uh, are you a practitioner of any kind of magic or or any kind of spiritual system? Um, uh, I would just say, say no really to that, um, uh, in a sense, like I, I definitely spent the last, um, 10 years exploring all of those, you know, I, uh, especially around masonry, cause that like just opens the doors and then it's like, well, what else is there? And then it's like, oh, well, yeah, you've got, you've got the golden dawn, you've got, Lima, you've got you name it um and and yeah like i've i've gone down all of those those rabbit holes I and mean, i remember i got i got regardy's big black book probably at too young of an age to really like understand what it was um but at the same time i felt like i had something like really special <laughs> even if you just go on amazon or borders at the time or something and pick it up um and then so yeah like exploring exploring the golden dawn uh, i definitely went down um reading a lot of uh the just thelema and crowley just out of curiosity like i wrote him off for the longest time and I kind of came back around or it's like, I'm going to give him a shot. And I just read them. And then you know, I'm back to the part where I'm like, I've written them off again. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm there's, not, there's I'm, I'm really not a, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a totally fan. <laughs> I mean, the, I say it a lot, but the cons by far outweigh the pros with that guy. Really like everything he's done. Like it's nothing original. It's nothing original at all. Like he just kind of rebranded it. He's a great marketing like he's 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 got the marketing down. Abs absolutely, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I I was initiated into into um, a Martinus lineage. I'm only at the at the first degree, which is the, the associates. I believe that's that's referred to as. Um, that was a that was probably one of the most amazing initiations I've ever had. Um, oh, yeah. I haven't. Um, gone up any and that's mostly because of location and also like you know, like the last three years were um not a whole lot of traveling was happening um but no really like and that was always something too like i felt like i had to i, I felt like i had to find one of these groups and none of them were really like filling that that hole for me um and when you're when you're in that scene you, it's kind of like there's this guilt to where like you you have to have one of these banners or you're not doing it right and it 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 took me longer than what it should have to realize like the art making practice itself is i mean that's that's magic that's that's the you are you are literally um 
partaking in the creative process itself, which is essentially what the universe is. Like there's, there's nothing more of uh, mimicking the creator than creating. Um, and especially whenever you're, what's happening, at least like for me, the, the, and I can't say this for every artist because there's so many different artists and there's, there's definitely a lot of mundane artists. Um, and I mean, mundane as in like worldly, um, but for me that works in this realm where I'm, I'm, I'm utilizing symbols, I'm utilizing, um, ideas and, um, just, just the idea that you are interacting with something beyond that is transmitting ideas that reflect a response in the viewer to where you become connected to what that is, whatever that is, if you even know what it is. Um, if that's not, not, not magic, then I don't know. Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that that, and that is what I've both seen and experienced in my, uh, my time in, in esoteric orders is that, it's a world unto itself. It's a microcosm. I tell people all the time, it's it's like Harry Potter. There's a world that you don't even know that exists that's out there, you know. Uh um, and you know, I'm 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 not neck deep in it, but I'm I'm getting there for sure. And uh the one caveat that that I try and tell people is that like go through a system, understand it suspend your disbelief you have to get good and this is true in art you have to get good at dealing with what people who are trying to gaslight you call cognitive dis dissonance if you if you you have to suspend both or sometimes three four different viewpoints and perspectives in front of you just long enough to to have a a species of completion right just one arc to be able to understand to some degree what this is. And then do not resist every temptation to A, impress people, right? Climb that, I like to call it uh, uh, acquiring your magical merit badges. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, use it for yourself. You know, you, you everybody should be, and, and this is what happened in the original Golden Dawn, but everybody branched out and did their own thing. You know, they took the system and they brought it into their lives instead of, uh, you know, creating this social group where people get together and talk about the Kabbalah and sometimes smoke weed and, you know, uh, eat sandwiches. It's, um, you know, that's cool. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But I mean, if you're going to really yield anything from this, I think that you have to have, like you're saying, this realization where it's like, what I'm doing in my life, you know, has to have some kind of autonomy outside of the 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 depth of of identification i have now associated myself i've i've tied myself to this thing um that has very little to do with what i do on a day-to-day -day basis um it, you know in my own experience and my own creative or whatever it is um endeavors so i think that's that that's super important i think people can benefit from them i don't think everybody can a lot of people out there will say like, you know, just 
you, you can do it. Just keep going. Like, at a certain point, you have to know that I'm not going to be a magician. I'm not going to do this stuff. <laughs> you know, it's it's better for you. <laughs> right, right. And I mean, maybe too, like just with, especially like the online communities, you know, it's, um, especially, well, especially if you want to talk about like the, the ceremonial scene, but each of these, these groups, you know, they, they make it seem to be like, this is, this is the way this is, this is it. This is legit. Um, and it is for them. That's is for them. But like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that for, for everyone. Um, one of one of my big influences the last this last year and a half has been uh um Jacob Burma um and that that's he's been a huge inspiration because he was just yeah he's just a common uh protestant labor worker he was a shoemaker he's a shoemaker yeah. yeah and then you know he has these experiences and he's just like you know he he was, he was influenced. You can, you can definitely, like, you know, yeah. He 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 read some stuff too. Like, there's there's definitely uh, knowledge of um, some some hermetic influence and astrology, of course, and, and alchemy. Like, that's that's in there. It wasn't just him, just like having these just these strict, profound revelations, and he just knew all this stuff. Um, and that might have also like came with time too, but. Um, he, that's really like struck a chord because that's that's kind of like my background too. Like I grew up in a in a, in a Protestant upbringing, um, and probably one of my gripes with with that was, uh, well, one of the benefits is is that it it's it does put um, highlight on the individual and the individual's capability of having an interaction with the divine. Like it's like you don't. It's it's not like say like you know the, the Catholic approach or whatnot. It's it's there's power in the individual. You just you just pray and you're boom you're connected. Um, so having that influence as a kid like this this is normal like this is yeah you know like you, you don't have to go through this this rigmarole you know, special initiation and then memorize a bunch of stuff to get to a certain degree before you can have a conversation with something greater than you. It's like, no, you just, you just do it. You know, like that was his common knowledge as a, as a kid. So, so definitely blessed with that. But then out the, I guess the downside of it is that it doesn't have that ritual aspect. It doesn't have that mystical component to it. Like that was missing. And that was definitely something I was looking for uh, whenever I got to adulthood and you know, like there, there was something missing and it was that, that mystical aspect. Um, art definitely filled in that hole for me because that is a, a mystical act. You are pulling down and you're, you're receiving. And then not only that is once you've received, then you're interacting, you're working with these ideas and you're, you're physically making these ideas, um, which is, Again, like you, know, you want to talk about magic, that's, that's what you're doing. You know, it, it may not be putting on a robe and waving a wand around. It's, you know, you're at a desk and you're carving or you're painting 
Um, but it, there is a, there's, there's a ritual, there's a trance state that you go into. Um, and it, it is very much an alchemical process that is happening. Um, that is not only reflective in the piece that you're making, but also the, the individual self while you're making it. Uh, yeah, I, I, but then, yeah, I, so like coming I, 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 sorry, go ahead. There's a lag. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, coming across someone like 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 Burma was like like it, it it filled in that that gap, and um, especially like him, and then just like the the uh, Theosophist, not the, not the Theosophical Society, but the Theosophist, this German Theosophist, and those who inspired. Um, who are having similar experiences and working in similar ways. Um, that was a, that, that's been a big influence on me the last, the last year, uh, year and a half. Um, with that, so what, what were you about to say? Uh, well, I was, I was just gonna, um, I was gonna note, and I, I, I think I had said it in a previous podcast. I, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like doing, doing like back to back, um, so I, I forget, uh, I tend to, to repeat myself, but I think that, that this is appropriate for, for what we're talking about here is a, a lot of people seem to get hung up and forget that like everything that we're working with, whether it's, it's spirit or whether it's, uh, you know, wood carving or whether it's shoemaking or writing or praying or magic wand waving like the starting point and arguably the only thing that we're really, really working with uh, in our locus is our consciousness. And, you know, people can achieve that very, very fine tuned, uh, you know, I guess flow state consciousness. They can, they can do it from, from a, a craft that they've learned that they've really honed. They could do it from meditation you know they can do it from from listening to music you know uh and you can you can cult some people cultivate that via ritual but really at the end of the day what we're talking about is getting yourself to that space where um you know you you are like pulling things down yeah um and The, the, the purpose of ritual is to put you into that state. Um, you're, you're, you're doing these, especially like these, these rigor, rigorous rituals. And you have to like, why do I have to memorize all this stuff? Why does it have to be precise? Um, and it's, it's the discipline is what you're doing. You're disciplin disciplining yourself to be able to go into this state and that state's going to be to uh, convene with with God, your higher self, uh, spirit, whatever. Um, but it's 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 a discipline act that yeah it it puts you it puts you into that realm where you're, you're open to it. Um, and yeah, for some people, the the. A, a really structured system is going to work really well for other people. It's going to be going out in the garden. 
Yes, absolutely. And I mean, to be honest with you, when I need a break from all the, the very, very uh, <clears throat> abstract stuff, that's exactly what I do. Um, but are, are you working on anything uh, right now? Um, anything, any new projects or anything that you're about to release or you're, you're in the middle of doing? Um, I am. I mean, I'm always making new pieces. Uh, I, I do have a, a show that I'm in. It's going to be in St. Louis. Um, it, it's a two person show. It, it'll be up next month. Um, it's called myth and allegory. And um, I have to have that stuff done in like a month, so I am kind of like cranking out some 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 new things. I've got I've got plenty of stuff to show, but um, that's kind of where my my focus has been. I've got a couple other like group shows and stuff like that. I've, I've got lined up, but uh, um, yeah, it's just I mean, there's always there's always new new work. That's that's mm. so. Like for example, like I've got. I've got 10 blocks that I'm, that I'm trying to complete now. Uh, that's kind of the, the process that I do is I'll, I'll carve a handful of blocks. And um, my process is once I, once I print them, you know, it's just a black ink on paper and I come back and I actually like hand paint each individual print. So even though there's like a, an addition of say like 12 or something like that, each one is still like individually hand painted. Um, so they are an addition of multiples, but they are at the same time also unique in their own sense. And they've also, they've also got that intent put into each one of them too. Um, you know, whereas typical printing, you know, you carve the block, run it through the press, you know, one, two, three, four, five, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is after that, I come back. And it's back to like putting that focus into them, putting that energy into them. Each one is still getting like that, that charge. Uh, I find that to be something very special. And the, the approach that the approach that I do with them is, yeah. you know, if we're looking at these things as basically like magical pieces that are, that have got the attention from, the creator for X amount of time. Yeah, I've got 12 of them or so, but there's hours and hours on top of that individually as well. Um, yeah. What's, what's really interesting to me about that is you're talking about a talisman. You're, you're, you're creating a talisman um, <clears throat> uh, in a certain, to a certain degree. And speaking of Regerty's black book, First of all, it is very special. And no, nobody knows what they have in their hands, no matter how old you are when you have it. But there's um, a section on there on, on talismanic consecration. And he says that uh, the sufficiently advanced adept should be able to uh, create and charge a, a talisman by like just making it like without without having to do the whole rigmarole and uh, and ritual. You know, and that that's the interesting thing for me about uh, or one of the many interesting things for me about the Golden Dawn is that I learned how to 
craft and put my attention consciously into things because you've got all sorts of stuff to make. You've got talismans, you've got ritual tools, you've got altars, all sorts of stuff uh, that you <clears throat> typically make make by hand. And uh, to me, that's what's really cool about what you're talking about. It sounds like you're actually like making this this talisman that has the, you know, the, the specific energies of your microcosm. And then whatever, what, whatever was pouring through it is in that. That's a, that's a very, I think that's, I mean, it's a very special piece, you know? I mean, even, even like the way you're describing that there too, it reminds me of, um, you know, talking about like alchemy, like the, the, the original forms of alchemy, or at least like the earliest forms of alchemy, like when you're talking about like Zosimos, you know, when he wasn't making necessarily gold, he was just coloring statues is what it was. Um, and and what, what is that called whenever, is it the, um, is it called the opening of the mouth? Is that what it is? Whenever like it brings the- Yes, yeah. It's, it's uh, like the ancient Egyptian, right? How they would ensoul a statue with a, with a specific energy or really a god. It was called the opening of the mouth. Yeah, yeah, and that's that, and that's that's what it is. You know, you're, you're making, uh, you know, you're, you're you're making that bridge with with the divine, essentially, um, or as like, uh, um, uh, mine's blank, but basically like the the synthamata. Mm. Yes. So it's yes, yeah, the synthamata um, is essentially a magical piece of because let's say art um whether it be a statue or, or a visual and it, it connects to where when the viewer when the viewer interacts when the viewer views this piece they are actually it's their soul is connected to the divine and this is just the bridge for it it's like the key so i mean that's this is that that's that's some pretty advanced shit you're talking about right now. This is this is like Neoplatonic Iamblichan theurgy that you've just you've just kind of opened the door to. I love it. Iamblichus, <laughs> yeah. That's the <laughs> um so are you are you still doing uh art prima? The what was that? Are you still are you still doing like um like book? covers for for tria prima press or is that was that just a one-off thing for uh, i think you, would you do angels and vermilion I, I did that and i did jamie's jamie's last book um, that's awesome did that i did that for them um I don't, I don't i'm not sure if they've got anything new coming out i heard jamie's working on a new book i don't know if he's releasing it through them or not um he is, yeah. He's 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 gonna be releasing it actually. And uh, so, I'll say this out loud. So now I have to finish it. I'm gonna be doing a book through them too. So uh, I would I would totally love if you did the 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 artwork for it. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm not speaking on behalf of everything, but it, it feels like yeah, I'm, I'm doing at least most of the covers. Um, awesome, awesome, cool. Cool, that's awesome, man. I guess I guess I'll find out. Then, <laughs> uh, not long ago, um, and I, I felt like it was it was about a new book, 
And uh, sorry, that was my cat sneezing. I don't know if you were talking that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, I'm taking I'm taking Jamie's astrology class here in a couple of weeks, so I'm, I'm I'm stoked for that. So. Me me too. Me too. I'll, I'll I'll be there. I'll be there with you. Um. So typically, I have a couple of I uh, have two stock questions that I ask everybody uh, at the end of the podcast. Um. I'm going to skip the first one because we kind of covered it already. But uh, the second one, <clears throat> name three works in any media, whether that's literature or digital media or anything, film, music. Uh, that you would recommend to people who have listened to some of the things that we've talked about tonight, right? So pretty broad section of stuff uh, that you just suggest they, they check out um, for, I guess, further investigation or just on recommendation. Um, Put you on the spot. (laughs) Yeah, right. Liam Blake would be, a, a great, a great spot. Um, he was a big influence on me early on. Um, mostly cause like in my early twenties, I was making a lot of really bad poetry, but also like making some illustrations with it. And, uh, but also as my printmaking career went on, um, you know, he, he was, he was a, the printmaker as well so like but he was also this this christian mystic that had you know these these amazing visions and was able to like express them um both with the written word and and his his, his art pieces as well um say another one yeah, meditation. His... um repeat that i'm sorry uh meditations on the tarot so the book i was talking about earlier just like okay. It's, it's not a, it, it is a tarot book, but it's not, you know, it's, it's not a tarot book. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, well the, well, the subtitle even says something like, you know, it's, you know, like a, a Christian hermeticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's probably like, if, you know, if you're asking me about like a, a system or something that, that I'm aligned with or use, you know, like, it's not necessarily a system, but that's probably like the, the closest label I would say for, for where I am and where, and how I approach, how I approach things. Um, and then let's see a third one. Oh yeah. Well, let's just stick with, let's just stick with Holy Mountain. Like, yes. I know we already talked about it, but, uh, it's it's the same thing you know it's 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 rich in allegory it's rich in symbolism um it's filled with mystery and you 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 come back to it every time and you're going to see something you're going to pull something different from it yeah it's it's a feast for the eyes too the colors and the costumes and the the set and the lighting it's just so engaging there um but i think those are three uh fantastic recommendations and um do you have anything else you want to plug before we 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 uh, wrap it up um no not really no nothing off the top of my head so you're at uh people can find your stuff at infinityprints.com yeah yeah there's a hyphen between infinity and prints um 
Instagram is just my name, just Travis Lawrence, all one word. Um, that's where I, I probably the most active, like posting, um, share a lot of like in process shots and stuff like that. That's great. That's great. Awesome, man. Well, Travis, Travis Lawrence, thank you so much for, for sitting down and having this, uh, this conversation with me, man. I'm really, uh, I'm really happy to to have gotten to know you through this conversation a little bit better. And um, I'm really looking forward to uh, staying tuned into everything that you're doing and hopefully working together and and having a conversation like this in the future. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I'll be seeing you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Have a good night. Pleasure. Thank you.